Godspeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Join us on the podcast over 25 different sites at Sealing God's People with our own app. Please tune in. If you feel a witness in the Holy Ghost, please contact us. We'd like to know you and especially the brethren that we may be in the unity of the faith together. In Revelation 1, there's been many controversy and various uh, uh, conclusions as to who the seven angels are to the seven churches. And as we take a look at that, going into the book of the Revelation, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto John. When we take a look at Revelation 1, verse 20, the mystery of the seven stars. And he says the mystery. And it is not just uh, uh, something to elude or have people look at it. So what is the mystery? But the mystery of the seven stars as stated by the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand. That is the hand of God. The apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We see that in uh, Song 8, that Solomon hath a vineyard and Baal Haman, possessor of a multitude. Solomon, you must have a thousand. All the keepers of the vineyard, 200. Well, for the perfecting of the saints, the keepers of the vineyard, 200 would be 200 for the apostle, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, 200 for the teacher, uh, there for the keepers of the vineyard. And we find this same in, in Ephesians 4.12, that he gave gifts unto many, gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. So a thousand is perfected glory. And uh, the keepers of the vineyard, 200. So 200 plus 200 plus 200 plus 200 plus 200, of course, equals a thousand. And the mystery, he tells us very plainly, the mystery of the seven stars in his right hand. And he says, and these seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou saw are the seven churches so we know it's Ephesus Smyrna Pergamos Thyatira Sardis Philadelphia Laodicea but there's been some controversy over what are the angels are there pastors are there just a messenger or is there a certain standard or a, a glory that must be attained to be these seven stars or the Pleiades, the seven sisters, which are the jewels in his hand? And it's a bouquet uh, that we find in the Pleiades, which is in the east. Now, we're going to take a look at some scriptures and we're going to cover the north and the southern bear, the greater bear and the lesser bear. And there we're going to see Arcturus and Orion. And then he's going to say in the eastern, in the eastern hemisphere, in the, in the heavens is, is the Pleiades. Speaking of the east, in the north, Arcturus. 
In the south, Orion. In the east, we have Pleiades. So whenever he's talking to Job, the Lord says he created all. And he's talking about, can you take the ordinances of the Maseroth, the Zoad, uh, the 12 seasons, the 12 uh, seasons of God with the three deacons in each one of those and place them in the earth. Can you place the ordinances of Maseroth in the earth? That's the ordinances of heaven in the earthly realm. Well, the Lord's Prayer. Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now we want to focus on the seven angels. The seven angels in the Lord's right hand. And he said, these are the angels. The seven stars are the seven angels in his right hand. And we find that starting out in Revelation 2, he speaks to Ephesus. And he said, unto this angel. And each time he references a church, he's going to reference it unto the angel at Ephesus. Uh, of the church at Ephesus, of the angel of the church at Smyrna, uh, to the angel of the church at Pergamos, uh, right on down through Laodicea. So the angel, and many have said, well, speculated, maybe it's a pastor, maybe it's an overseer, maybe a bishop. Uh, it was a, uh, in the catechisms, it went from the uh, apostolic authority to that of bishops. And therefore, many of the ministers today call themselves bishops. But a bishop is nothing more than an elder in a church. And we find that in Titus, for he says uh, to Titus, ordain elders in every church, for a bishop must be blameless. And he goes on, well, a bishop and an elder are one and the same. But there in man hierarchy, uh, man-made uh, ideas of what the head office is being a bishop, which we know that first in the church is apostles, secondarily prophets, and we want to stay with the word. So uh, there we have these angels. Now we find there in Matthew 11, verse 10, as we read it, it says, uh, talking about Jesus, talking about John the Baptist. Now to preface that, Jesus stated that in Matthew 17, when they asked Jesus after he came down off the mount, asking, why do the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? And Jesus stated and said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. But Elijah has already come if you will receive it. This they understood. He spoke to them of John the Baptist. Well, John the Baptist, when they asked him point blank, are you Elijah? He said, no. But yet he was in the spirit of Elijah. So it lets us know then Malachi 4, that before the great and terrible day of the Lord come, he says, behold, I send you Elijah. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Well, Elijah is not going to come again. 
It is just as it was for running Jesus' first coming, John the Baptist, in the spirit of Elijah. So will there be a forerunning in the spirit of Elijah before Jesus' second coming, before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. Jesus stated that in Matthew 17. Now, speaking of John the Baptist, which was the forerunner of Jesus' first coming, but he did not do any mighty miracles. He was in the spirit of Elijah. But the forerunner of Jesus' second coming will do the kingdom miracles of Elijah. They will do the judgment miracles of Moses and the redemption miracles of Jesus, as stated in Matthew 17 on the Mount of Transfiguration. So therefore, when Jesus went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, a mountain apart, he took with him Peter, James, and John. Not all the disciples, because only a remnant of the church, a remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, will be the ones that will proclaim the everlasting gospel to all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. But who's worthy? Well, those that have suffered persecution and tribulation for his name's sake, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. And these are the ones whose faith are growing exceedingly and the charity of every one of you aboundeth one toward another. They've reached charity, which is not love, but charity is the love of God based in doing his will in the word of God. So we add to our faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, and then brotherly kindness, the final step, charity. Now, charity is a bond or the guarantee of perfectness. And it is in charity that will cover a multitude of sins. Why? Because it's the blood flow. It's obedience in doing the will of God and loving God, not only keeping his commandments, but having the testimony of Jesus, which is the faith that was once delivered to the saints. But who are these angels? The angels. He's writing to the angel of the church at Ephesus. And he states again, he says there in Revelation 2, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand. Now, what didn't he mention Orion, Arcturus? He did not. He mentioned the seven stars, the Pleiades that we see in Job 38. And we'll take a look at that in just a moment. He mentioned Pleiades because it's out of the east, the eastern. The constellation there of uh, Arcturus in the northern constellation of Orion, in the southern, the greater and the lesser bearer. But then he mentions Pleiades, the seven stars. And there we see they're out of the east. And it's noteworthy that in Revelation 7, in the apocalyptic ceiling, 
He says, even as the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God, that sealing the servants of our God in their forehead from the east. And he speaks of that eastern uh, Pleiades, seven stars, in his right hand, and begins that at the church at Ephesus, and says, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, and who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Now, he's already told us the mystery of the the seven stars and the seven candlesticks. The seven candlesticks are the seven churches, the seven churches of Asia. The seven stars are the seven angels. Now we need to know who are these angels. The angels of the Pleiades or the seven stars are called the seven sisters out of the east. And that is the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. So they're in his right hand. And the hand of there is, again, the keepers of the vineyard, 200, 200 for the prophet, 200 for the evangelist, 200 for the pastor, teacher. So the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher of 200 apiece, making 1,000 or perfected glory, song 8, in the canticles of Solomon. The angels. He said, in my right hand, and he, they're declaring the work of God in his voice. Thus speaketh. He'll say, these things saith he that holdeth the seven stars. And then he will say, these things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. And each time he will say, these things saith he which hath the sharp sword with two edges. This thing saith he. It's the proceeding word of God. And in Revelation 2 and Revelation 3, it is to him that overcometh. So it is a higher glory than newborn babes that desire than sincere miracle the word they may grow thereby. It's not little children. I write to you, little children, because you've known the Father. They've known the Father. They know that Jesus is the Father. They've had that revelation. But it's a higher glory. I write to you, young men, because the Word of God is strong in you, and you've overcome the wicked one. So it's a higher glory that he's addressing to the angels to carry to the church, to the seven churches. So there is... Uh, the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints. And he will say in Sardis, I have not found thy works perfect. I know thy works. And each of the churches, I know thy works. And keep thy works unto the coming of the Lord. Right? Blessed is he that dieth in the Lord. Yea, saith the Spirit, they may, that he may rest from his labors and his works do follow him. So there's works that accompany the faith. Faith without works is dead, being alone. So the overcomer must do the will of God in his will, bringing forth the works that glorify our Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. Now that is contrary to many that say, well, there's no works at all. 
that faith does not have works that accompany salvation. Well, there's the works of the law, of course. By the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. But faith, show me your faith without your works, I'll show you my faith by my works. And so this works is required in obedience for the overcomer, the young man in Revelation, the second and third chapter. But who is declaring the word? Who are these angels that this voice of the Lord is going to the angel? The angel of the church at Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Thyatira, etc. Well, they are the seven stars in his right hand. And we see in Matthew 11, verse 10, when Jesus is talking about John the Baptist, that forerun his first coming. And, of course, John said, I must decrease, he must increase. And uh, this is who uh, that was told to John, um, whom you see the Spirit descending as a dove, as a sign. He it is, is a lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. Behold, the lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. And Jesus tells his disciples who this John is. He's in the spirit of Elijah, yes. Because he said in Matthew 17, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. It's still future before the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in the second advent when he comes a second time without sin unto salvation. But he said, Elijah has already come, if you will receive it. This they understood, he spake of them, of John the Baptist. Well, that was the first coming of Jesus. The, the Hamashiach bin Yosef, the suffering Messiah. But now we're looking for the coming of uh, uh, Yeshua ben David, Hamashiach ben David, the Messiah, the son of David. So in... Matthew 11, he's breaking down to his disciples about John. What did you go out there to see? You see uh, one clothed in king's apparel. Did you have a breeze shaken with the wind? Then he says, of all the law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, men pressed their way into it. And he says, there's none greater in a prophet than John the Baptist. Yet he says, he that's least in the kingdom of God is greater than he, greater than John the Baptist. But he says something there that is very revealing to us as the angel that will forerun his second coming. The angels, uh, the seven angels, the seven stars in his right hand. He says in Matthew 11, verse 10, he said, What you went for it, say a prophet, and I say unto you more than a prophet. Verse 10. For this is he. Now he's quoting Malachi 3. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face. Not my face, your face. Why the face? It's very crucial that we understand that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. 
but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourselves. For the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Here we go. But we all with open face, our face, before your face, he says. We all with open face, open to the things of God. Always pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We all with open face beholding is in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. This is told to us by the prophet Malachi in the last prayer in Malachi 3. And Jesus says in Matthew 11, verse 10, This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger, before your face, which shall prepare thy way, your way before me. That messenger before thee, it, that it's going to run, that messenger of your face before you. It's going to be before you. The face of glory is going to be before you. And the angels must be first partaker of the fruit just as a minister that is uh, uh, must be first partaker of the fruit and he that striveth for the mastery the mastery not just any old minister out there but striving for the mastery must be temperate self-controlled in all things not some things all things. Why all things? Because they are the ones that's going to lead through the Spirit, through the Holy Ghost, the body of Christ, into all things. So he that striveth for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things. He must be first partaker of the fruits. And these are the angels to the seven churches, not pastors, not prophets, not apostles, but the ones that will hear the word of God and receive that height of level of glory in the last days that will be in the spirit of Elijah that will forerun Jesus' second coming. Not just a Pentecostal, but a tabernacleist. One that has grown in higher glory that's gone from a baby that is unskillful in the word of righteousness to a little child, little children, which have known the Father and their sins are forgiven for his name's sake, 1 John 2, 12-14. But young men, because the word of God is strong in them and they've overcome the wicked one, and then there's still a higher ceiling than that and a higher glory of fathers. The fathers are the ones. Though you have many teachers and many instructors, yet you have not many fathers. They will be the ones that will receive the word at the Lord, at the voice, and declare it to the churches. The angels of the church at Ephesus write, This saith he, it's the voice of the Lord. And they're literally breaking the bread to the churches. And this is, and 
as Jesus said. This is the messenger. Notice how he says that. Very important. He says, this is he of whom it is written in Malachi 3, verse 1. Behold, I send my messenger before your face. Well, we offer with open face, beholding is in a glass the glory of the Lord. But it's before our face. And he goes on and says, which shall prepare your way before you. There's got to be a way prepared, a highway of holiness that no fool will err therein. And God will give it to the keepers of the vineyard to bring to the churches and the body of Christ. The whole body of Christ will bring the everlasting gospel unto all the world for a witness unto all nations. Not one person, not one office of an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, but the body of Christ that's come into the unity of the faith, into the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, Jesus the head, and the body of the Christ unto perfection. But he's going to do it through the angels, the ministers that have gone in a higher glory, that have received this word and have strove for the mastery, temperate, self-controlled in all things. Just as John, that must prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings, because John, when he was about to write what the seven thunders uttered their voices, that was the voice of the Almighty God. And he was about to write. He said, write it not. Well, John, uh, Jehovah favored, John, the beloved of God, and he was to take the little book out of the angel's hand. Just as Jesus said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, the violent take it by force. Matthew 11, and that's verse uh, 13, 12 and 13. Well, he said the same thing in Revelation 10. John, take the book, the little book out of the angel's hand. Not the Biblion, the Bibliaridian. And eat you all of it, all things, not part of it, not partial truth, but all truth. And John took that book. It was going to be sweet to his mouth as honey and bitter to his belly. And he took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate all of it. That is the book of the words of this prophecy. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him in Revelation 1 verse 1. It is the last day revelation of Jesus Christ, not in Pentecostal glory, but in the season of tabernacles in the Sheba in full sevens. Perfection. And he ate all of it. And then it was told John that John is the body of Christ. John the Baptist forerun Jesus' first coming. John will forerun Jesus' second coming. But it's in the spirit of Elijah. Fulfilling Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He will restore the, the, the hearts of the fathers to the children and turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. 
Well, we have to have fathers, that is a small f, which is in 1 John 2, 12-14, I write unto you fathers, because you've known him that's from the beginning. That's Son of Man Revelation. It's a kingdom office. <clears throat> you've known him that's from the beginning? Yes. Who is him that's from the beginning? Well, it's given to us. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. The fathers know him that's from the beginning. They have known him that's from the beginning. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. That light is that of the stars. The stars give light in the night. And it's in the night visions that we have the man child, Jesus in you, the final last day move of God born in the night. It was in the night when they said uh, a man child is born. Written in the book of Job. And also in Revelation 12, the woman travailing in pain to be delivered. She's clothed with the sun, the moon, and under her feet. Upon her head, a crown of 12 stars. She's crying in pain to be delivered and brought forth a man-child. Through much sorrows, birth pangs. The same here that is prophesied in Malachi, the third chapter. Jesus referring to Malachi in Matthew 11. He goes on and says, Verily I say unto you, among those that are born of women, there is not risen a greater than John the Baptist. There, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of God, kingdom of God, is greater than he. Then he tells you, from the days of John the Baptist until now, this kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. No man's going to give it to you. You've got to take it. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you will receive it, this is Elijah, Elias or Elijah, which was far to come. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Same state in Revelation. Let is what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Take heed how you hear. And this is what the Spirit is saying to the churches here in the last days. Let him that hath an ear hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Jesus said the same thing in Matthew 11. As we go to Malachi 3, it's prophesied. He says, Behold, I send, I will send my messenger just as Jesus said. And he shall prepare the way before me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and life, but it has to be a preparation. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple. We're the temple of God. Even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Then he talks about the day, the day of the coming of the Lord is uh, burning fire 
as fuller soap and refiner's fire as a refiner of silver. Why? Because the church will be totally perfected. But he's giving the word to the angels, who are the angels. Those are messengers. And messengers in the Hebrew is the malak. The malak are the messenger or angels, but it's he that has the not just a word of God and read the Bible, but a proceeding word of God, the present truth in the cutting-edge word of the Lord, the two-edged sword. That's the reason why the cherubim, capital C in Genesis 3, he said cherubim at the east end of the garden of God, word of the seven stars from the east. They're in in Jesus' right hand. And the angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. So it's the word of God. It's the revelation of Christ that is doing the sealing. And notice in Genesis 3, he said, cherubim at the east end of the garden of God and a flaming sword, a two-edged sword to keep the way of the tree of life. That cutting edge, that sword, that proceeding word of God. And we're, it's line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. That we come to the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, being partakers of his divine nature unto perfection, into all truth, not partial truth into all truth, the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth, not in the sweet by and by, but the voice of the Lord. The time is coming, future tense, and now is, presently, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and those that hear shall live, that hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches is a proceeding present truth of the throne room flowing word of God as rivers in your flowing out of your belly, which is the Holy Ghost leading us and guiding us into all truth. So who are the angels? They're not just pastors. They're not just ministers of the gospel but they're the ones that are walking in present truth of the word. Hearing what the spirit is saying to the churches. Any man have an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying to the churches. And that is the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is in present truth. And he's talking about overcoming revelation two, revelation three. And it's very noteworthy that the Pleiades, the seven stars, that's the light. And it says up there in Daniel 12, the ones that are wise shall shine forth as the stars and lead many in righteousness. That's what? Into righteousness which is grace reigns through the righteousness. Turn many to righteousness. Turn many to the true proceeding word of God unto perfection. Not just, well, I'm safe, sanctified, and that's it. 
but not literally going on to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man, into the knowledge of the Son of God, which is not gnosko, just knowing him after the spirit and not after the flesh, but that epigonosko, the knowledge of the Son of God, is a perfect mirror image of Jesus. Epigonosko, much higher glory. And those are the angels. Those are the messengers. In the Greek is the angelos. The angelos. In the Hebrew, it's the malach. But it speaks of the ones that are in present truth. Not of the old store, not an old wineskin, but the new wine. Not the first coming of Jesus, but forerunning his second coming before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And that's where we are now. For those that are striving to enter in for the mastery, being temperate, self-controlled in all things, being first protector of the fruits, adding to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance. Temperance, that's where you strive for the mastery. Temperate in all things, in the things of the word of God. Then patience, and let patience have a perfect work. Then godliness, the God life. Then brotherly kindness, as a church at Philadelphia. And then the final charity. That will cover a multitude of sins. So he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. That is in the hand of God. Those are the seven stars in the hand of God. They are the angels to the seven churches, which are the seven stars in his hand. What? For the perfecting turning many to righteous, shining as the stars. The wise shall turn many unto righteousness, Daniel 12. When he gives them the morning star, Jesus is the morning star. It shines in glory. And we are to let our light shine. But only those ones in present truth, not Pentecostal truth. That's great truth, yes. But that was 2,000 years ago in the former reign. Now we're talking the latter reign, the last great reign of his strength, the new wine that must have new wineskins to be put in. Otherwise, otherwise, the bags rip and the wine is spilled. And Jesus said he must put the new wine, this new things that he, that he is doing, into new wineskins. Those are the angels. The angels to the seven churches of Asia, which is the present church age for those that have an ear to hear. So we're striving for the mastery, temperate in all things, self-controlled in all things, and being obedient in doing his will and proclaiming this word that is a proceeding word of truth and a higher glory than Pentecost. And that is Tabernacles. The last season and the last great reign of his strength that will bring the body of Christ unto perfection and before Satan can get in. The Lord will do this short work. He will cut it short in righteousness as soon as they've come to the measure of the statue of Jesus. 
he will put in his sword and reap his harvest. Put in that sickle and reap the harvest and put it in his garner. The time is now for the word of God is flowing from the throne room, Revelation. In a higher glory than Pentecost, it's tabernacles. The angels are the ones uh, there that are striving for the mastery that are going to take that little book, eat all of it, sweet to their mouth, bitter to their belly, and they will be the ones that prophesy before many nations, kindreds, tongues, and kings. Strikes a chord in you in the Holy Ghost as a witness in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost there bearing witness will give us a call. We love to fellowship with you in the unity of the faith. The angels are the ones right now that God is calling for the mastery. These are the ones that's going to bring the church. Not the not the former, the first coming of Jesus, the Hamashiach bin Yosef, the suffering Messiah, but the last glorious Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, Hamashiach bin David. And his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and his dominion with which there will be no end. Son of Man, Revelation in Daniel 7, 13. We're at that door now. If it's moved on you, give us a call. We'd love to be in fellowship with you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.